<laughs> Very good. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, Dennis, good one. I am. I hope that I sound better to our listener. My computer is often struggling during our calls, and my microphone previously was a little bit too close to the computer. And so I've moved it further away, and I hope that we are recording better now because your audio was always crispy clean. But apologies to the listener for any previous mistakes. Welcome to Happy Hour, Dennis. This is an yes, hour, an it's hour. Happy Hour, and I hope that I sound uh, melodious <laughs> as I apparently have in the past. Yes, well, not a lot of happy in the world this week. It's been kind of a shitty week. So do you know how newscasters how newscasters modulate their speaking when they're reporting? Let's do that for a while. Well, Eric, this is the way it is right now in Kalamazoo. The sun is shining, people are on the move, and all in all, the data looks fair, but people are trepidatious about what? could happen next. Indeed, the same is happening here in Spain, where the people are more or less not bothered by what is happening in the United States, but there we still have it turns out it turns out there is still a worldwide pandemic that is going on and we are slightly concerned and we must all wear masks out when we walk in the street and we all do the the mime in the box uh, thing when we want to talk to people. And we have plenty of. Fuck, what's that? The antimicrobial. You know, it's just something to find the right words. It's just such a touching, touching situation. Yes. It's it. Well, it's not. It's not so much a touching situation, as a six feet apart situation. Well, here. Although I did, I did. to see. I did elbow bump with a friend today. I, I saw a friend, and we met on the street, and we totally bumped elbows. And I'm not ashamed to admit yes, that I'm an I, elbow bumper. Uh, I did as well, and he has had COVID-19 several months ago. He said when he left, he, he said, well, you know, I mean, it's like whatever, whatever. You know, I think I've had it, and maybe I have it. Maybe I'm going to get it. And if I get it, then I've got it, and then I'll get better. And I said, well, unless you die. <laughs> and he said, well, I don't have any any uh, pre-existing conditions. I said, neither the other 43% of the folks your age and younger uh-huh. who end up dead. Yep. So, oh, sorry to bust your balloon. But then on the way out, he looked at me and I was, I was social distancing from everybody, not even to the bump because there were three of them, three work made my distance. And uh, he put out his hand and he said, oh yeah, oh yeah, here's a fake handshake. And I thought, no, it's not fake. It's different. It's not. It's not fake. It's still legitimate. And I wish in hindsight that I talked to him and and said this isn't this isn't fake. It's an honor to see you. Or but I was flabbergasted and in a hurry. But nonetheless, the connection you can make in the show notes to the group of protesters who were doing line dancing, I think, is emblematic of exactly what we know is happening here, and that is the peaceful nature of this is winning out. And unlike any time in the '60s. As Barack Obama just pointed out in his masterful, masterful talk to the nation that I just watched before I came up here, he said, look, this is different than in the 1960s when there was unrest. This is like nothing he's ever seen in 59 years, nor, nor me at 66. But the point is, he was so hopeful. 
mm-hmm. because of the young people that are leading it. And he went into detail about how every movement, every age, it was led by young people. The people who led the movement were young. And it was everything that we would hope from a leader. It had nothing to do with Donald Trump whatsoever. You didn't. It was a wonderful six minutes because you never thought about Donald Trump, really, because you were mesmerized by the leadership skill. Unscripted and from the heart Mm -hmm. and personal and human and, and just full of goodwill. Remarkable. Yeah. It's the moments when I can forget about Donald J. Trump are just glorious. And that's speaking from, you know, super white privilege, of course. But yeah, I have not, I have seen a hundred videos of the protests and shit going south and everything not being good. I've not seen the line dancing one. That's, that's new to me. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is a, this is a, what do you call it? Shot, a drone shot. Yeah. Above, uh, I, 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 it was more than one place that I've that I've seen. I've seen two, uh-huh. two different cities, and it was it was the best footage that I've seen on television the past two weeks, in terms wow. of how it made me feel. It made me feel my best. Not to say it was the most important footage, right? Or necessarily, it, you know, it, it's the way that it made me feel that that is 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 what is so buoyant about it. And then the, the <laughs> Donald. Donald John Trump is so fucking stupid. He holds the Bible upside down and you can read his lips in the photo op. And someone says a question to him. He said, this is a Bible because they said to him, is this your Bible? And he wasn't smart enough to lie and say, yes, it's my Bible. And by the way, you know, it's mine because I read it upside down. It's the way I read it because I, I, I just always had the skill. I just always had the skill. Well, yeah. as I as I commented, and the tear gap in, in there. As I, as I commented on on the Facebooks, to be totally fair, it's the way that his family has always pretended to read the Bible. Like <laughs> they wanted you to be able to read the, the the title, so there could be no doubt. They didn't want the guy opposite to have to read it upside down. So when the Bible's upside down, you read the the cover of it. The Holy Bible is facing. The crowd, which, when you think of it, that's probably the way the prop ought to be. I'm surprised that he didn't he didn't have some fucking in probably the commercial they're shooting. At the time that that's happening, they're going to create the uh, halo effect around Trump's head and around the Bible, as if to say, of course, that as the newsreel shows, when he looks up after his discussion with evangelicals and looks to the sky and says, points to the sky and says, "I am the chosen one." But it's just the whole the whole idea of uh, we have civil unrest. I've been locked in the bunker for a couple of days. What is the best thing I can do right now? And his, and for sure, his little pea brain did not come up with this. Someone suggested it, and he and he latched onto it. Ivanka, Ivanka, right. this was her idea with the Bible. Yeah. What the. F- Fuck. So lesson so, one: don't hire your daughter. So he he went on to just to decide. Yes, I need to go stand with the Bible in front of a church. And oh no, there are there are peaceful protesters between us and the church. Well, what's his what's his what's his henchman's name? Uh, Richard Burr. 
Bill Barr. Uh, Richard Burr is the is, is the is, is the North Carolinian uh, knuckle fuck. Yes. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's a historical figure. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. But, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Not historical. The the guy that the guy that cheated on all of the COVID stock fraud. Yes. Yeah. So so Bill Barr told the fucking military to clear a path so that yes. we can have a we can have a photo shoot yeah. of the commander yes. in chief walking, which like that's. He must have walked more than like a par four, which for him is like wow. It was across the street, yeah, it was but still, the street. it was it was a few hundred yards. It was it was a, a few hundred yards of par four. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about the news reports is that that in the discussion with the governors just yesterday, it was widely reported that one of the things that Trump said was that the governors need to create a dominant force, and that was repeated then in his speech, and then of course he did it. Now it's known that the news that call was in fact Bill Barr. Right. And it was Bill Barr who said it. It was Bill Barr who envisioned it. It was Bill Barr who made it happen. It was Bill Barr who said to the president as he was sucking on his dick, you won't believe what I did for you. Like, and the tear gas in the eyes. He seems like the Dick Cheney of this situation where like, he's really the, the mastermind in charge of the Machiavelli Rasputin-esque backdrop of evil, uh, cloying, fucking dark side. Right. Yeah. So anytime there's like there's like a there's like a decision of, well, should we use our military force to clear out this entire park of people, or should we do something else? Bill Barr is like, fuck the people. Let's. Barr surrounds the president with a foul stench of disorder and absolute political-esque fucking injustice that that smell is so overpowering when he walked across Lafayette Square to the church when he did that that's what they first smelled it wasn't the tear gas it was the stench of Bill Barr shitting his pants in fucking joy as he walked across the fucking square with the president that's Bill Barr the fucking puppet master the puppet master Mr. Laura in order Trump's fucking standing in the world. Ivanka, well, that's right, Daddy. That's right, Daddy. You need to hold that Bible. She probably took out a southern accent with fucking Jared. I think, you know, we should hold up the Bible because it's what good it's what good people do is they hold up the Bible in front of a church. So, so let's do that. Good idea, Ivanka. And that's what they've seen in, like, movies or something because it, it it's not in their lives. They haven't seen any sort of religion in their lives. They think fucking, they think fucking Trump is Clint Eastwood. And it's like, it's like he's, he's the equivalent of staring in the camera and saying, make my day punk. And that's, but that's Trump just not having to say anything, just holding up a Bible and mouthing the words. It's, it's a Bible. And as one of the pundits pointed out, I'll recall his name in a moment says, you know, most people who would go to a church holding a Bible and they get there, They'd open it, and they'd probably read something. But that n- never crossed his mind. No, no, no. He has never— Not to mention— He's never read a single passage. Like, I, I, I guarantee you, like, there's that famous uh, speech where I, I just sent you a one of these people that, that does these lip syncs over, over Donald Trump's uh, speeches, where—which is just hilarious, hilarious. Because is that it? I, Today? Yeah, it's about 20 minutes ago. Where okay, okay. it's because—
Dennis, what do you know about the app and product that is TikTok? Have you heard of this? Oh, a bit, a bit. Yes. Tell me, tell me yes. what your what your opinion yeah. from your from your standpoint. frames of people each doing a dance, certain types of movement to a dance that are are replicated. Is that is that anywhere near? That's close. What that's it close. Is? That's close. I, in my opinion, and I am also way too old to be a TikToker. I don't even know if that's the term that for people that, that that use it. From what I can tell, it is an app that lets you take some audio file, like this glorious podcast recording that we're making right now, and to add some video over top of it. So, for example, if there is a popular song where there's a particular beat that is interesting, you can go and do a thing where you are sort of dancing to that beat, or you can do a thing where you are lip syncing to what the people are saying, or things like that. And the, so there are some people that are making these TikToks, which is the noun now for what this is, where they're taking recordings of our beloved president and sort of doing lip syncing oh. over it, doing lip syncing over oh, it, but, yes. but like, but like rolling their eyes and, and being like, yes. yeah, that's totally yes. the thing. I, I'm, I'm, I've sent you some of these. To them, two women. I've, I've sent two, you, I've, two different women. Yes. Being Donald. Yes, yes, yes. I've, I've, I've sent you two Donald of these, Trump? but, but I just, I just now sent you a more recent one that is, that is about his discussion about, about the Bible, which was recorded way before his, like, I guess probably in 2016 during his run for presidency. Put it where... up on chat. Put it up on chat. Mm. Oh God. Oh. Okay. So you, you did see that. that is, oh, that is rich. Yeah. So, oh, God. so it's like, that that is his his appreciation of the Bible is, it's a I think it's a book and I think it's a thing that people respect and I think I need to also say that I respect it and oh you mean there's two parts well I mean they're pretty much both awesome so that's about the level of his religion as I said in a previous episode I think he is very funny an atheist president for like. Maybe the second or the third. Oh man, what a crazy, what a crazy day, man! Beautiful. What day a crazy out week. Here. But anyway, continue. Worked in my yard. I sent you pictures of implements. You sent me them. a photo of your tool, which I think is really disrespectful. You have to. People have to request photos of your tool. You can't just like <laughs> send unsolicited tool pics. That's. That's just rude. Well, mercy. There's something going on with my sound. Just talk again. I talk all the time. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I don't know why you're not coming very well. I wonder, what did I do? Close Anything? whatever Shit. browser you had open. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, I hear you. Maybe it's on your end. Yeah, maybe it's on your end, well, I've got pictures of smiley faces I can send you, I guess. I I don't, I, instead of my picture, I don't. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Stop. I'll quit touching. The stop box. emoting. Hello. Something's happened. This will be one, one, two. One, two, one, two. Three, four. This is going well. Hello, hello. So you wrap on two screens. Namu namu. There's a big screen and a little screen. So what when now? I close. 
You were up on two screens, so. How many screens you got? Maybe that was. No, it's just share screen. I don't know, man. Don't share screen. I don't know. I don't want to see screen. What's going on? What? What the podcast? What the fuck? Can you hear me all right? I hear I hear you all right, man. You're cool. I went, I'm not coming across real quiet. Then it's on my end. No. I wonder if maybe I've suddenly gone deaf. You're coming across uh, just swell. I mean, you heard some. Huh. You heard Trump speak, and maybe you like shut down hourly. <laughs> I, hourly. Orally. Hourly. Oh, well. What's that word? Hey, there's big, there's big stuff coming down the pike because of Obama's now. The primaries are almost over. This absolute overlay of this police violence and the, the additional arrest of the other officers for aiding and abetting a murder this evening that dates us pretty precisely. Sure. This is an extraordinary time that Biden will be the beneficiary of it. And with Obama and his full force of his intellect and his machinery and that of Michelle Obama and their entire people machine that made it all work for them for election and re-election is all now being employed. And it's going to be such a remarkable win that even that Trump can't say that it's because of voter fraud, because it's, well, it'll be remarkably enormous. Yeah. So one thing that I heard recently that struck me as super true is that Joe Biden, uh, he has said his most potent when there is grieving to be done. He's gone through so yes. much shit in his life that he's he's such an expert at grieving that whenever there is, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago about how wouldn't it be great if there was just a weekly twenty minute yeah uh, th- video of Joe Biden and some person that was hurting in the U.S. and yeah. he he could just he and, could just connect to them in it. such a way, but but this this is like now we are nationally grieving over something and this is like this is his bread and butter this is his this is where he is yeah. his strongest is when he is grieving yes, about a, the loss of a life or the loss of something yes in fact he is uh, compassionate in in fact i would say that is his strength and his weakness like he's he's potentially too compassionate right he's too empathetic he's too if if there were a situation where well it's it's i don't know to say that is that he's so empathetic that it could be used against him but uh, even so, like the like, if if you feel the death of every wronged citizen in the United States, so so viscerally, as a leader, then you are incapacitated to actually do anything, right? You can't you can't right. identify with every single uh, wrong that has happened. But uh, however, as a speaker, he is so transcendent when there is a wrong to be grieved for. And this is his yeah. this is his moment in that situation. And, well, but- and, and between Biden, Obama, and add to that the the connection we had today, you and I, with Big Mike and his astounding speech in Atlanta, flanked Indeed. by the chief of police and and the mayor, who we've discussed or at least mentioned as a on the short list of potential Biden vice presidential candidates. The mayor, I'm blanking on her name, but I'm sure you'll remember it when you bring it up or whatever. But it is now clear to me that any African-American vice presidential female candidate will not have a prosecutorial background. Kamala Harris has been out for a bit because of several things, but this is too close to home for yeah. her. But Kamala Harris, too, I believe now is out of the running. 
and I believe that they will lean heavily towards civil service and state and local leadership. And the Atlanta mayor is pretty damn impressive. Her name, for the Whether record, she's ready to be president or not. Her name, for the record, is Keisha Lance Bottoms, which yes, uh, it's a tough Keisha surname. It's a tough surname to be on a ticket. You know, it's you know, but it is what it is. We we, we erected we erected fuck we elected we, we erected <laughs> Donald Trump. No, somebody did. Well, we elected Barack Hussein Obama. So I think we can get, well, I think we can get a yeah, Biden right. a Biden bottoms ticket, but right. man, that's such a tough surname for election. But you know, it she's she's young and uh, youthful and and awesome. It looks like from what I can see. Yep. Well, we can only hope and pray. Yeah. So that all happened. So I saw a movie this weekend. I've been I've been super busy with work and stuff, but I paused briefly to watch a movie that was a Spanish movie that I will put in the show notes. God, I don't even know what episode we're on because I'm so far behind. I'll put in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 062 because we're in episode 62. There's a movie that I watched that my daughter, my 11-year-old daughter saw before us and recommended for the whole family called Campeones, which means champions. And it is this movie, it's it's pretty formulaic. It's all it, it's a Spanish movie. And I'm sure it's available to people in with subtitles and whatnot. But the idea is it's a it's a professional like the the equivalent in Spain of the NBA. It's an NBA coach, but not the not the primary coach, the secondary coach. I don't know if there's a word for that. The, uh, yeah, assistant coach. The assistant coach. Assistant coach. Yes. So the assistant coach yeah. uh, is kind of a jerk and thinks he knows better than the head coach. And at the beginning, of, at the beginning of the movie, they sort of get into this sort of tuffle during a during a timeout where the where the head coach is saying, "No, we need to we need defense, defense, defense," and the assistant coach is saying, "No, we need offense, offense, offense," and. The assistant coach is so full of himself that he like gets into this sort of like scuffle where he like uh, pushes down and not really punches, but there's a problem on the on on the floor with the with the head coach. And anyway, he he gets kicked off of the off of the game floor and goes and starts and you know is, is like upset and he goes to a local bar and starts drinking and then he. Had, and then he's driving home and he's got his music turned up loud and he like bumps into a police car on his way home and end up ends up you know getting arrested obviously and his sentence is to be the coach of a basketball team of disabled people like I'm kidding yeah so it's 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 <laughs> i don't know what the correct term is people with uh, developmental disabilities i guess is the, is the is the term so special needs special needs special needs so there's a you know there's some people with down syndrome and some other people that have other problems and anyway there's this there's this special league for this for these for these people and he gets put in charge of this team that doesn't know how to run or throw a ball or dribble a ball or anything and as you might imagine the the plot of the movie is that Oh well, this this egotistical asshole discovers that actually other people are worth caring for, et cetera, et cetera. Because you you learn from being around these people that just 
are so happy to have anything given to them that et cetera, et cetera. And anyway, yeah. it's a, it's, it's yeah. a really, it's a, it's a heartwarming movie. And your kids recommended it to you. My kids recommended it to me. Your, your ch- and that's fabulous. And, and it was, it was, it was a beautiful movie. I recommend it to, to everyone. If you can find it, let me see what the non. Hold on. It just started hailing here. I'm going to have to close my window. It seems to be called Campeones in all languages. It's a, it's got a very high rating on uh, IMDb, which comports with my opinion. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, great. we yeah. So it was a fun mm, flick. Yeah. To watch. Well, you know, I I, I went into some dark waters because I was viewing the the new HBO series. Dark waters. I believe it's th- this much. No, <laughs> this much I know to be true. And it's what's his ass playing twin brothers, the Hulk, and it is Mark Ruffalo. I know this much to be true. Playing twin brothers. Yes. I know this much to be true. And it is so fucking sad that I couldn't begin watching the second episode. I watched the opening scene and it was so sad that I said, you know, I, I can't go there right now. And I'm thinking later, I'm thinking, well, when will I want to be this sad again after the first episode? What well, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you don't know, look, I don't know. It could be trouble. The, the acting in it is astounding. It's astounding. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, oh, fuck. I don't a whole lot of real good. I mean, it's got its moments, I suppose, but of, you know, something other than agony. But Jesus, yeah. it's fucking dark and hard. You know, it's about eight episodes. It's a, it's a one season series which to me is uh you know it's a it's like a it's an eight hour movie yeah right right you know middle-aged dominic birdsey recounts his troubled relationship with thomas his paranoid schizophrenic twin brother and his efforts to get him released from an asylum (sighs) that's dark as shit yeah yeah did i tell you about so so i switched i switched i went i went to, to billions which is quite interesting. Which I have, well, had, which I have had something. Wait, I have had to correct you on that because you kept calling it billionaires, and oh, did I? Yes, and I, hey, I discovered that's called billionaires. Hour. Here's the happy hour, particularly if I'm uh, talking about things at the end of the show. Cheers. You know, things happen to my brain. Cheers, lad. That's about your third shot, bro. What is it? Irish whiskey. It's a Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker, red or black. It's a red. Or blue. Red. 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 Did I tell you about a, about a TV show that I watched that, in, that was uh, from Catalonian? It was in... It, it's where... The language that, that they speak in Barcelona. And and I watched it in, with subtitles. But it, it highlighted... It was it was called if I if I never met you, have I mentioned this? I watched it around yeah. Christmas time, I think, and it yeah, was maybe. maybe. I mean, our someone can go back and archive and look at what we've spoken about. But the 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 first the first episode was my worst possible nightmare of the the father of a family of four was kind of a dick. And he didn't let his and he didn't let his wife take the good car to take their kids to school, 
and because they had a shitty car the whole, the three of the three of them were were in a car accident and, and all died and he was left oh my god and he was left right right so he he was left just despondent oh, like oh, i am the worst this possible is happy hour at them exactly so it was literally my worst possible nightmare but oh, anyway the rest of the show it, it's hard for, for me to talk after after that first episode but the, the rest of the show was it was a show about time travel and about if you could go back uh-huh. and change something a mistake that you made uh-huh. would you change it and how would you change uh-huh. it and he had an opportunity to go back in time and change that one the biggest mistake of his life and how that happened but also like he didn't really have control over over exactly the dialing in of the of the time travel so he ended up sometimes going back to when he was in college when he met his wife that he fell in love with and there was that sort uh. of romance level of the first time that you meet and also there were other times where he went sort of to the future and he saw with another timeline if that hadn't happened and it was it was it was sort of a fun much like the time traveler's wife it was a little bit like that in that regard but 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 the first fucking episode just destroyed me because like my worst fear is that i do something sure, sure. Uh, stupid and my family suffers right which is just like <sighs> the worst possible thing so anyway sad hour out of him here we are in heaven they never eat chili why is it why do they say that i've never heard that in heaven they never eat chili huh or is it in spain they never eat chili in spain they never eat chili that's That's what it is i'm watching from afar your nation is sort of crumbling as we speak like the the whole relation between citizen and law enforcement is like it's i'm so concerned about how i don't know maybe maybe what is shown to me is filtered such that i never see the time when the protesters initiate the violence but holy fuck it seems like all the violence is being initiated by the the cops. Have you seen these? That's not altogether true. Tell it me. is true that the federal police and video have reacted in ways and been in their reaction and and and, and under so ordered by Bill Byers, we've discussed this. Center. I mean, that certainly was a 100% peaceful crowd being dispersed. Yeah. Constitutional rights being stepped on, which is probably an impeachable offense. But at this, at this like impeachable date, to who whom? gives a fuck? Right. The president of the states, right, right, right. So, you know, it's 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 the end of the end of, of for him. And now that the forces of good are being unleashed, and the fact is, is that these peaceful protests have now led successfully to the indictment and the arrest of all four officers involved, and that is exactly what the protests had called for, and that was done in spite of looting. And Carnage, which can, has, has been filmed, is quite isolated in a crowd of 8, 10, 12,000, five or six guys mm-hmm. running through a crowd, grabbing shit, breaking into a store. It doesn't take many to break through glass when you're two of you are, are ramming a fucking metal barrier into a plate glass window. But it doesn't take a lot of people to do that. But compare that side by side to the 60s when it was very violent and there was none of this 
There was no fucking line dancing in 1919. It's got a whole new feel to it. Yeah. Like, I've seen an awful lot of footage of the people breaking shit and graffitiing stuff being white people and the black people are there, you know, begging them, please don't do this, please don't do this because it's going to make us look bad. But that's the point. Yeah. So that's their point. That's the anarchist, that's right. the anarchist goal. And, and it's so easy to, it's so easy to go into a protest of a hundred thousand people and break a couple things and set a couple things on fire. And then you have changed the whole narrative around what that demonstration was about, which, right. it, which sucks, but like they know what they're doing and they are good at it. And I don't know what. Well, when it bleeds, so you're going to see footage of the violence in a loop that is 24 hours a day for news exactly. cycle after news cycle. In fact, that particular moment was one thousandth of potential footage. You know, one one point zero 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 decimal point of footage, and if you were seeing from a helicopter the entire view of the entire march right. of any given city, you would see. This little, well, in some cases, it, it went on and on. And Minneapolis, to begin with, it was fucking setting the precinct on fire. It was no uh, small event. Right. Good God. But that has since changed. And, you know, Big Mike's wonderful speech where he just implores folks not to burn down your own house so that you're left with nothing but ashes. Mm-hmm. And your house, instead of burning it, you need to make it a refuge. It's, it's, it's some of the most beautiful stuff I've heard. From Big Mike, I yeah, just he 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 was I so eloquent, and and from what I know, that speech was more or less impromptu. Like he got up there, oh, sure, but clearly he already had those three bullet points that he had clearly spoken before. Four of four, four bullet points. Okay, plan, plot, strategize, mobilize. mobilize. Yeah. Yes. So, like, he he had clearly given a speech before where he had he had mentioned those things, and he did a great job. Like, one of the things about a good orator is repeating the thing that you want the person that leaves your yeah. speech to to have in their head. And he did that. I don't know if he said that. I don't know if he said those four things like four times, but he repeated those in such a way. But like, like the first time he said it, it it seemed like it was just sort of a turn of phrase that he was using. You said there were so many, well, plan plot actually may be hyphenated, although planning and plotting are two very different things. Planning being more conceptual plotting, including then the who of it and then strategizing, which includes what to do, who does what, when with the who of it. And then mobilization is executing the plan. The biggest problem is the mobilization. Indeed. That's where most things fall apart. Everything up to that point in time is almost bookwork. And it's, you know, a conversational and, 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 and often exciting and exhilarating. But the fact of the matter is, is actually pulling the shit off means that there's a whole bunch of people who aren't in the fucking room with you when you're planning and you're plotting and you're strategizing. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they, don't want, they don't want to agree with you. And so when you mobilize, you, you, it's barrier after barrier. Good planning and plotting and strategizing includes identification of those barriers that are predictable and then understand that for each of those barriers, somebody has to be assigned to attack that barrier, prepare for that barrier. That becomes 
an asset barrier busting strategy, which is exactly what Obama called for today as a result of the work of the 21st Century Task Force on Law Enforcement, whose report was issued years ago and has now been updated with the data that they've collected since then. So when 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 you know Donald fucking Duck is fucking doing photo ops with an upside down Bible, yeah. fucking Obama, his worst fucking nightmare, comes out and provides the country with a message of hope, a set of specific expectations, a website, all led by him. The hope Obama no. Foundation. Hmm. Oh, and Trump is gonna go fucking crazy. His hair will light on fire. You gotta post the picture of the of Trump's hair on fire. I, re- I, re- I, I refuse to. Yes. Yeah, so so Obama like what can Obama do? I don't know. Get out the vote. Huh? Get out the vote. Get out the vote. Yeah, and that if and if and if you can't get into the voting box to to vote because of coronavirus It's like uh, every every state, United States of America has mail-in ballot system that's been in use for decades, uh-huh. and its expansion is not particularly difficult. And in spite of the protests by the Trump administration, when it is tried in the courts, it will be found exactly to be supportive of the nexus between healthcare and the risk of death and the risk of safety and the Constitution to hold elections on time every year from time immemorial and. In this, he will be soundly defeated, and it will be the most unsanctimonious fucking annihilation of a president in the history of these United States. Amen, motherfucker. I hope. Amen. That, I hope that you are 100% correct. Fingers crossed. Please, Jesus. Oh, where, where are you tonight? There it is. Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over, mm-hmm. and I thought I'd find Jesus. True love, true love, true love. You made another. And that is the end. Hey, bro. Happy hour. 